My grandparents were born in 1950 at the ripe age of 22, so that's a great time for them. You know, just they be born 22. Be, yes, born exactly. Wait, you got it. You nailed it. That's, yeah. They figured it out. When we were when we were young, we were born 22 years old. It's like kids these days, but the mother have to be, have to be born as newborns. <laughs> yeah. Tough delivery, though. Idiots. <laughs> Fucking babies. They're helpless. So stupid. Uh, in ancient Sparta, they were born at 48. <laughs> something personal eventually people won't stop asking until you do and if i don't they'll interpret my silence however they want her brow furrows her lips are drawn she holds back her tears but she can't hide her anger most writers want to be famous you want to be famous no i am fine as i am thank you you should prepare yourself this article will bring you a great deal of attention oh in that case any advice for me yes don't marry the president. <laughs> Are you afraid I'm about to cry again? No, I, I say you're more likely to scream. Scream what? My husband was a great man. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 109. Who? And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. And my name is Graham. Oh, he's back welcome again. Welcome back. What? A, a twofer. Yeah, you brought me back. Man. Back to backer. You actually can stand being awesome. in the Nostromo Lounge. At least twice, yeah. The stench <laughs> yeah. Uh, permeates. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, uh, as well as the week in film news, before a featured review of James Mangold's Logan. Rage the movie. Or as I like to call it, Children of X-Men. Okay. Snicked. If anyone, out, if anyone out there laughed, because I'm not sure that there are, but if anyone out there laughed, where could they contact us? Well, we tried. We tried to formulate that into a better joke. If if you have a better idea, yeah, that's it. Verticalviewing at gmail dot com. Um, but what you really want to be doing? How many people saw Children of Men though? Like <sighs> tons. That's, that's sort of a precursor to this. A fuck ton joke. Uh, officially, okay. Yeah, that's the technical measurement. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast. You can go to our new Patreon page if you like what we Ooh, do around wow, here. Wow, nice. It's fresh. It's newly launched. Like We're still... Patreon. You know what no one has done on our Patreon page yet? Anything? Well, <laughs> yes. However, no one has taken that. You know when you buy a new piece of uh, electronics and you got that old plastic? Oh, there's like a little Ooh, tab that you could yeah. peel the screen protector off? Uh, not, yeah, any piece yeah. of cool electronics, you know, uh, that has a cool, nice plastic surface Sometimes or it's screen. Glue. I keep mm. that on as it's long like as I can. You peel that plastic <laughs> layer off. It is one of the most satisfying filing. Uh, <laughs> and satisfying. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really good feeling. That I think there are subreddits dedicated to uh, just peeling plastic off stuff. Probably. Nice. 
Nice. There's so a lot. There are subreddits friendly. for everything. Yeah. everything. Popping pimples and stuff. Oh, that's a good Fucking one. Nasty. But what isn't nasty is our Patreon page, Vertical Viewing, Patreon.com. Uh, you can donate one, two, or three dollars. We actually have a cool system. Our hydrogen level, helium level, lithium level sponsors. How high can we go on the periodic table? Who knows? A uranium sponsor. Well, if you get us all the way to the top, I mean, be kind of cool. So wait, that's one, two, three. Isn't if, you, it? if you donate a dollar, you're in the hydrogen level. Yeah. You donate two dollars, you get to the old helium level sponsorship, oh, and so, uh, so lithium then... level is be three dollars a month. Oh. If you dig science, if you're a nerd, uh, or if you like podcast reviews about movies, or both. <laughs> Or neither. <laughs> so just if you're a human. <laughs> Vertical viewing on Patreon. We appreciate it. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Wherever you get your pods. Yeah, wherever you get your pods. You can also go to iTunes. Give us the old five-star review. No discussion was had before the show today. Nope. But once you give us that five-star review, you're giving us a recipe yeah, you're not going to tell us anything about... Well, maybe you might tell us about what you thought of the show, but well, there's most good. importantly, you're going to leave a recipe for... Eggs Benedict? Have we done that? Um, How many variants of that are there? There are so many. There are a lot. Or uh, the Caesar, which is a very Canadian drink. In honor of Logan. Yeah, yeah. Caesar, how do you make the perfect Caesar? Caesar is the superior Bloody Mary for anyone who doesn't know what that oh, is. Oh, far superior. We use clamato, which sounds awful, but it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's clamier. It's clamier than uh, your your tomato juice. It's clam and tomato juice, which again sounds terrible, but it is. But it's so good, and it's only used in this one drink. Well, no, it's you. you people just drink you, it. You too, could. They do. You, you just drink clamato <laughs> juice. Nobody does. If you, if you <laughs> listeners, if you just drink clamato <laughs> juice, please let us know. Also, um, clamato in beer is a thing. Oh, the red eye, red, the red eye. eye yeah. yeah, this stuff. This is this is fucking disgusting. To be honest with you, uh, but Caesar. I hear. I hear they drink those at Rough Rider games. In red the, eyes. In drink them when you're Saskatchewan. Hungover. Sounds like well, what I'm from there. Saskatchewan, and so many people I know put clamato in their beer, and <laughs> that blew my mind. I don't do it personally, but uh, it's a strange thing. That to me, that feels like what you do at the end of a restaurant. You're you're out with the hockey team or whatever uh, on an away trip to some dumb town playing a tournament and you go out for dinner with the whole team shit gets rowdy you mix some weird shit into the cups at the restaurant at the and end like of the on night. a dare oh yeah you put chicken wings and goddamn fucking pickles pickles into this it's a nasty that's brew. how most scientific discoveries come about <laughs> most <laughs> dick and road trips let's see what happens yeah. uh, you can go to our website it is verticalviewing.com there's a little donate button it's newly redesigned folks that donate button stares right in the like the middle of the screen cuts to your soul right on that blue you background you can't miss it no more redirects clean ass verticalviewing.com I mean we we talked to Justin Timberlake and he said drop the Libsyn. It's yeah, it's cleaner. Just drop the Libsyn. The, the. He he knows what's up. So I'm glad he helped us out with that. Mm -hmm. Verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button if you like what we do. You want to help us keep the lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies. Putting on the show, cramming some pumpkin pie into your ear every week. Is it pumpkin? Now? Well, it, cha it, it kind of is. It's, it's always been, pie. It, we've gone through. We've had different flavors. You know. <laughs> 
It's a sort of a seasonal. I could see pumpkin for the internet. You know, that's heavy and yeah. dense. I mean, maybe key lime. I see. That's what I've been. I see in the distance. We're approaching key lime. Mm. You can just have your yeah, whatever cake or it's pie. Just, it's a it's a trivial pursuit pie. All <laughs> different flavors somehow in each slice. Man, We're good. That would be amazing. When, remember how satisfying it was when you filled up your little. Trivial pursuit. All the blue ones. As if, as if you ever filled it up. I never <laughs> filled it up. I filled it up. Like, I never. And no one played that game the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> That's because all the trivia was from like the 70s and 60s. Yeah, you had to have a newer one. You had to be really smart. Yeah, and the answer I don't to know anybody like that. The answer to everything was like Hugh Hefner and shit. That was literally the answer. <laughs> uh, your thoughts and recommendations can go to verticalviewing at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our Instagram Vertical Viewing Podcast. You can go to our iTunes. What? No. Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Twitter at Vertical Viewing. You can go to my Letterboxd account, which is Scott Wilson. I'm still alone over there. Actually, I set one up, but it, there's nothing on it yet, so I'm not going to promote it yet. <sighs> you're, you're slowly making those but baby it's, steps. It's yep. okay. It's okay. And then maybe you guys will get me there. I, I really got hurt last week when you said that this felt like homework. It still does. <sighs> No, no, it's so fun. If 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 you think going on Facebook is homework, maybe it is. Then we're all doomed. So, mm. I, I I'll be honest. When I was <laughs> flipping through the old netters today, uh, I was saw a couple titles and I was like, oh, interesting. I'd like to watch that at some point. I wonder if I if there was like somewhere I could write that down. It's called Letterboxd.com. <laughs> Today's episode is not brought to you by Letterboxd, but you can find Scott and soon Michael. I guess it's just yeah. M. Lind. Yeah. I'm creative. Oh, this is a good guy right here. You, uh, you guys. I want to. I want to start a cool thing. This podcast is brought to you by Wayland Utani. No, does that work? Sure. No. Yeah, they pay really well. We're working on a deal with the Wayland Utani Corporation. Why, maybe getting why are, a sponsor. Why are we doing this again, though? If history has taught me anything, it's that they are a terrible corporation to work with. They, well, they will be. Well, they yeah. yeah they, they right now they don't. If seem... future history has taught me anything, it's that in the future. Yeah, they don't do it. It just doesn't seem like they'd hire any sort of really shady employees or slimy lawyers to. Uh, sort of undermine missions or have hidden no, agendas. It's they, all they, transparent. Yeah, pure total transparency. <laughs> that's but that's their slogan sure. right now, right? Well, right, they're, sure. all, they're just going to give us money. I mean, it they is, don't, you know, it, right? it, it is Wayland Utani building better worlds. Yeah, uh, and and we, also Wayland Utani total transparency. <laughs> we thank them for their uh, generous donations every month. They are one of the top 100 employers of the galaxy. <laughs> Fortune 100. At the moment. Fortune 50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, the show must go on. Where do we begin? Mike. Mike Ooh, all right. What, let's, let's talk about some stuff. What have you been watching? Uh, I had to write a list because it's Ooh. more than one thing. So that's good. Uh, a lot of these are just going to be really quick. So, hello, phone. I watched Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Oh, Heard bad things about that one. Yeah, it's not that great. Uh, I thought it would be funny. and you gave it a chance. There were some good jokes in it. Uh, my favorite part about this, and this is a spoiler, so if you care about this shitty movie... So what, what is spoiler, this movie? So Mike and Dave are played by Zac Efron, and I can't remember the guy's name from Workaholics. Adam Devine. Yes, Adam, Adam Devine. Uh, they're brothers that rile each other up all the time, which is kind of hilarious. 
Uh, this is a true story? No. I believe no. it is. It starts off and it says, <laughs> this is sort of based on a true story. Sorry. <laughs> they Fargo that shit. But then their sister's getting married and their parents are sick of their shit, so they have to have nice girls that go to the to go to the wedding with. They're not allowed to go stag. They have to have someone because when they go stag, they always wreck shit. And there's a nice little montage video at the start of them blowing up July 4th parties with their fireworks and crap like that. They're so mischievous. They put out guys. a Craigslist ad. Bunch of people are interested. None of them seem to fit. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. It's Aubrey or Audrey? Aubrey. Aubrey Plaza and uh, Anna Kendrick, who are not nice girls, decide they're going to fake it. And, and they're actually ho- party animals that are oddly similar to the two dudes yeah, that yeah. we first met. And hilarity is supposed to ensue. Anna Kendrick is the worst part of this movie. Ooh. Normally, I'm a, a pretty okay fan of hers. Yeah, I, the, I like the stuff that she does, but yeah, the she, internet really loves her. Is it because she's tr- cute trying to play bad? or like? Well, what? it's because she usually... Yeah, her character is just awful. Hmm. Like, the her character was left at the altar, and so she just has a thing about weddings, and they, like, set her off. Uh, it's a trigger. So... She just does crazy shit. She gets the bride high the night before the wedding. Anyway. Oh, no. Well, like, tripping balls, running around naked, freeing horses and shit like that. I mean, it's it's an R-rated comedy. There has to be a drug sequence in it. Uh, The best part about this film is that at the end, they all sort of learn their lesson and they save the day after they've ruined the wedding. They get it back together. It's great. But then they just wreck the shit out of it as the credits close. They like start it on fire and blow shit up again. I'm like, yes, nobody learned anything from this. Okay. Nice. Uh, so that was its one sort of saving grace. I'd give it like a six out of ten, maybe. That seems really generous. Yeah, it's probably closer to a five. Thank you. Uh, we watched. <laughs> That's better. We watched Wayne's World. Oh, Fantastic classic. So there you go. And it holds up, man. This this movie is great. Yeah. Um, Mike Myers. This is like as he breaks into the film scene. Dana wh- Carvey. Oh, Dana Carvey. But what has Dana Carvey done? He did a special on Netflix recently that I watched 10 minutes of and said, Ooh, this well, is obviously awful. the turtle. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the master of disguise. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The turtle. <laughs> Shit. That's because that's the only funny part. So, yeah, Wayne's World's great. If you haven't seen it, watch it based on an SNL skit where these dudes just do a show to their basement. But that's only a little part of the actual film. A lot of fourth wall breaking, which I enjoy as he talks to the audience. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Funny In stuff. jokes for Canadians, like there's not a Tim Hortons. It's called something else, though. It's it's something to oh. watch. Like for for me, it's a movie that I watched right when it came out. I was seven or eight years old, and so a good chunk, maybe forty percent of the jokes, just went right over my head. So it's it's sweet to watch it now and see how. Like that wasn't a movie. I think the kids should have been watching no no not at all i mean it's not that it's like super hard r but it's like it's it's aimed at 20 year olds it's not aimed at kids well but it had dana carvey's ridiculous garth character and it had jaw and monkeys might fly out of my butt (laughs) like it had stuff like that so kids loved it i remember loving it when i was younger Um, Yeah, wayne is a very like innocent yeah yeah, sort of yeah there was an ace ventura angle to it exactly they're being silly uh so still holds up and i was very happy that it did uh ultimate beastmaster on netflix which is basically american ninja warrior but oh cool i saw this um, as a new new ad 
but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so if no one has any idea what American Ninja Warrior is, it's an obstacle course challenge. So you are timed and you try and get through all these ridiculous obstacles. It's and pretty it's, fun to watch. It's, it's pretty like cool. If if um, like Splashdown or whatever that Wipeout that stupid show wasn't As just crazy. trying to kill everybody, it was like just real obstacles and they were. Yeah. If it's not, if play it straight. If, the only actually, it's kind of flawed though because if it doesn't ho- if Kenny Blankenship isn't the host, then I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, MXC. Well, Terry Crews is the host for Beastmaster. Okay, I'm I'm back um, in. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's so American Ninja Warrior is its own thing, and Sly Stallone decided he wanted to go big. So he made the ultimate Beastmasters. He produced this show, and it's six countries from around the world have their competitors, as opposed to American Ninja Warrior, which is just the U.S. But hmm. they stole it from Japan. Yeah, hmm. I, and don't isn't I think there's like one showdown between the Japanese and the American. There, Ninja there, there was a, a showdown like a year ago, two years ago. Um, so this has these six countries: Germany, Brazil, Mexico, uh, South Korea, Japan, and the U.S. Mm-hmm competing against each other which is pretty cool each mm-hmm. country has its own announcer so they're in this like hollywood squares announcer box and just so what, what kind really? of comp like what kind of obstacle courses are they doing man oh man uh it's hard to explain these obstacles oh. because you need to be so fit and so strong to pull this shit off um <clears throat> well, it's just I had like a problem the, with is it these. like the eliminator just from kind not really no it's, it's way more intense they're, than they're that. like they're all physical challenges but to me, there was a flaw because any rock climber, like yeah. skilled rock climber, would defeat all of this because a lot of them were about grip strength and upper body strength. But you don't want to be too heavy, so you don't want to be too muscular. It really, like, really, the climbers in American Ninja Warrior, they sort of figured that out. And in the past couple of years, it's been the climbers that have dominated this. So everybody's now just rock climbing for training. Before, it would be, let's do crazy. these crazy obstacle gyms to yeah. train for American like Ninja Warrior. Salmon, salmon ladders are pretty crazy. It's like, imagine a ladder that there's only one rung, and you have to like whip mo- with your body momentum, sort of move the... Yeah, so you do a chin-up, push the bar at the top, grab the next Yeah, like a jump chin-up sort huh. of thing. Uh, so crazy shit like that. Uh, so it's pretty entertaining to watch, and... The first I've only seen the first episode so far. Like the whole series is on Netflix, as Netflix does. Uh, and I, South I, South Korea won the first round of it. I can't wait till there's so. robots doing this. Just I want to watch. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to do it anymore. Then perfect. Cyborg uh, warrior. We can relax and, and then, drink a beer and <laughs> watch a robot do a salmon ladder. And then this new terrible movie came on Netflix called Kill Command. Uh, I was very interested. It seems to be about rogue robots in a training facility in the future. Well, there you go. Um, a robot. I watched five minutes and shut it off. Okay. Oh, it's not uh, good. I'm eh? scratching that it's, out of the list it's here. It's so bad. <laughs> like, it looked pretty good. The explanation sounded kind of neat. The dialogue and acting is awful. Yeah, when you, you know when you're in, you're in over your head and something really bad and you start you start feeling like dirty when when a bad movie starts making you oh. feel like you gotta wa- wash your hands or something <laughs> like then you you gotta you're out right it looked like it kind of wanted to be spectral but for rogue robots I love it. except it was shit as opposed to you know spectral pulling that off you know spectral is dope it's very good uh and then finally just one more thing cooked i mentioned before hmm. it's a documentary mm-hmm. series only four episodes talking about the history of cooking uh, first episode was fire, which I talked about, and how we evolved quicker because we cooked our food, things like that. 
So then I watched the episodes of Air, which dealt a lot with bread, bread. Yeah. which was so cool. So, mm. so if you have any interest in food or, you know what, just want to learn some history, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's such a I good th- series. I believe Alex Gibney might have directed one of those episodes. Maybe. It's, it's, a, like it's, it's a great show. It's, okay. it's so good. Nice. nice. And that's, uh, then I just played a shit ton of For Honor, tried, checked out Horizon Zero Dawn. I noticed that. So, and anything uh, to report there, or too on, early to tell? On Horizon? Yeah. Uh, it's a good-looking game. My only gripe with the graphics are the facial animations are okay from the nose up, <laughs> but the mouths don't really move that well, so okay. it's a little weird. The world they've built is very intriguing. It's a post-apocalyptic world that's beautiful to look at. And instead, and of, it's not zombies or shit. Yeah, yeah. It's robots that like, dinosaurs, di- like robot animals. Wildlife for the most part and is gone. The best part is that the ro- the dinosaurs don't have feathers. Thank fucking god, they have robotic components. Yes, <laughs> the way it should You're be. Waiting for that. Well, yeah. So, so most of the, the animals way it are really gone. was right. <laughs> so you hunt down these these robots. Like there, there's antelope and um like horse style ones that are super robo antelope yeah, exactly robo horse they're super easy to take down but then you get bigger ones like the sawtooth the which is basically sawtooth. a <laughs> basically a, like a robot saber-toothed tiger whose weak point is its belly so then you can lay these traps and you've got all sorts of crazy weapons uh but or if you're just really good you can charge it slide shoot a fire arrow at its yeah. gut and let it explode so fire arrows are still effective against robo yeah, so so the fire arrow in this case, you're shooting a blaze canister, which is their fuel container, and you're igniting the fuel. Hmm. And it's the old weak spot. So these are like mm. diesel robo sawtooths. Yeah, sort of the basic idea is uh, this whole world, like it's post-apocalyptic. Humanity is now tribes. They don't understand technology. They, call, they, they know they're machines, but they just don't know much about mm. them or human history. The main character... Make character, character, but that actually kind of works because her, her name is Aloy, which is mispronounced alloy. Uh, her her guardian who brought her up was Roast instead of Rust, but she finds this like neural device that she can read machines and the machine language. So mm. she's kind of in a world where everyone's like, "Oh, this is so crazy and divine," Any and she's just like, "Shit, man, these are machines, and I can totally what?" Yeah, so, so it's like it's like a cyberpunk Nausicaa. Yeah, kind of. It's that that nice. idea that you know how like they say I don't remember who said it, but any sufficiently advanced technology, technology. is indistinguishable well, from magic. Yeah, I think it's Arthur, so, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke Play, playing that up, right? Yeah. Like playing up the magic part. Like what if? Yeah, technology so looked like I, do, magic. I do believe that was from the movie Thor. Actually, no, uh, no that was Arthur. C. <laughs> Damn it! Arthur C. Clarke was referenced in Thor. Oh, you guys gotta be kidding me! But uh, yeah, That's so not so a Marvel really, creation. What what I what I have played so far, the writing is good. Okay, the, the world is intriguing. Nice. I'm impressed. Uh, I'll report more back later. All right. And that's I had a shit ton, guys. So someone take over. I'm. Uh, I I might take over. Do it. What did you watch, play, read? I uh, listen to. Well, I did a bit more Dying Light. K- killed a couple more zombies. Jumped off a couple more rooftops. Cool. You know what's cooler than zombies? Uh, Robo animals. A million <laughs> Robo zombies. Ooh. A million zombies. That's next. <laughs> That'll be the sequel. Yeah. No, I watched Jackie, starring uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Also Thor. 
I see yeah. what you did there. Is that, right. Yeah, good segue. Is that Thank you good? Because for me. I saw some clips and it looked like a little bit weird and kind of actually interesting. So the movie Jackie is kind of awesome. Sweet. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Who uh, directed this? It's directed by pa- Pablo Larine. But the main key here is that Darren Aronofsky is the producer. Ooh. So the mm. movie is super spooky and weird. And it starts off with these almost like eyes wide shut musical ominous just hits from like a violin over blackness and then we open on uh natalie portman's face as jackie onassis just devastated the whole movie is taking place in the week after kennedy's assassination Oh, okay so if you imagine Uh pretty tumultuous time in her life yeah and it shows a lot of graphic shit like you see Mm. kennedy's head blowing up a couple times it's fucking nuts. Yeah, his back it's skull flapped pretty open. Crazy. Back into the left. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some back into the left in this movie. Some pink mist. Oh yeah. Uh, she basically is wandering around the White House in this like fractured state, um, and you're witnessing it like almost like it's a psychological thriller type thing. Mm, that's um, why it seemed interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's really moody. It's really sort of ominous and uh, really heavy. Billy Crudup shows up as this reporter who's going to essentially try to get the story of what the hell's going on in her life after. It's like, what are you going to do now? Mm. You're not the first lady anymore. How does this affect your life? And his first line is, this will be your own version of what happened. And that's what I think maybe this movie kind of is mm-hmm. her version subjectivity yeah it feels like this is that's why a lot of times it's cutting back to this interview and you're flashing you're sort of from flashbacks to the present which is her conducting this interview with this reporter and they keep arguing about what's going to be on record and stuff so mm-hmm. i feel like that's reflected in the movie a little bit like you're getting sort of this unreliable narrator or sort of her version of the whole aftermath um there's a lot of like staring straight back and forth into the camera and shit it's really like the filmmaking is really in your face in this flick um yeah so like they're staring directly at the camera when they deliver their lines yeah back and forth like there's some crazy stuff happening in this movie like really deliberate well that's not uncomfortable at all (laughs) yeah it's there's really deliberate directing choices in this it feels really carefully executed the movie like the content of the movie itself isn't necessarily the great it's just about jackie o and her being being kind of messed in the head yeah it doesn't really go any deeper than that she's fighting for a procession which i guess is what she really did like in reality they did walk kennedy's body like eight blocks all in open broad daylight Mm -hmm. all the security risks involved in that like they keep you know she keeps fighting with all of her aides on how to do that. Sorry, what are the security risks at that point? Like for her life? Assassinate him again. Well, just <laughs> yeah, like, in case assassinating the rest of the Kennedy family. Like because the two brothers, like if you remember, Bobby Kennedy got killed. 68, yeah, a few <laughs> like, years later. A few yeah. years later. So like they were always targets of assassination. Um, Gunmen just hate that family. Yeah, and airplanes too. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. That sucks. Really brutal. That was a good one. Um, 
but yeah, like this, like it's just a really cool movie in terms of like having this distorted viewpoint of this historical event, um, almost in like a horror movie kind of way. It, it's it's really good, but it's it's more it's more interesting as like to watch the skill of this director and Natalie Portman's brilliant performance. So it's almost like watching a painter paint an average painting, but. They're really good to watch as they do it. They're really graceful. Look at his technique. All right. Interesting. Okay. The technique may be better than the content, if that makes sense. Okay. That's an interesting thing to say about a film, which is like if you're taking in the visuals the way they want you well, to. Well, I just, I just think like I walked into what I thought was another sort of generic historical piece, historical biopic celebrating glorifying americana you know what i mean and 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 i came out of of spook i came out of a spooky heady cerebral psychological thriller like it sort of pulled a 180 hmm. it's cool well darren aronofsky was involved so that yeah. does not surprise me actually it's cool uh, the other thing i watched was a movie that red also watched yes Pretty, Our Venn diagram overlap was on a cool... I think we're stoked about this movie. Definitely. It's fucking dope. Yeah. It's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I have and I had to, to this. I had to write the title down because last week I kept I getting it wrong. Reference, yeah. And like... <laughs> Terrible even, title. Even Terrible now, title. I still get it wrong Like when I want to talk Awful about this title. movie. Macon Blair. Get a better title for yeah, your movie. I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Um, I guess it's a song lyric. That's like the Ponica Robsky of. It's a lyric from a s- movie titles. <laughs> yeah, there's a reference. Yeah, get a get a shorter name. <laughs> so Ruth, played by Melanie Linsky, she's a nurse. She's had a bad day. Her day begins with a her, uh, an old lady dying, old, dying in in a hospital bed, and her she she, she, she has an episode actually, she, right before she dies. She utters, "Keep your gigantic monkey dick out of my good pussy." And then you hear, Flat line. and then you cut to out in the hallway, and <laughs> and and I guess the, the the grandson or the son of this woman goes. Were there any last words? Yeah, and this is how her day starts. Just to deliver this news to the. This is family. how the movie starts. I I, I was fully on board right yeah. from here. So she has like the shittiest day you can imagine, and it culminates in her finding out that her home has been burgled, and like trashed and even when the cops come like they don't give her any help well, they just kind of de- give her a hard time she's on depressant like she's on antidepressants yeah, she's not really at, at this stage in the movie i i at least personally was doubting whether or not the burglary even took place interesting you weren't no i mean no. it's obviously real but i i thought for a brief moment that the cops were maybe not believing her, that you know they're saying the door was there was no forced entry, yeah, right? Those kinds of the guy says statements. like you didn't lock your door. You kind of had this coming, and mm. uh, so she doesn't get any help, and so she turns to her neighbors, uh, and which ends up being Elijah Wood, who I'm I'm really becoming a, a big fan of Elijah. He, his character in this movie has watched the South Park episode "Fun with Weapons." 
probably <laughs> one too many times, if, if you recall. The, the, oh, my God. That Good is the reference. South Park episode where they all get ninja weapons from the... Uh, oh, my God. From, I guess, the from, fair? from the fair. Yeah, and and uh, Butters ends up taking a ninja star to the face. <laughs> That's the one where they cut <laughs> back and forth between anime style, don't they? Yeah, whenever they, they, yeah. they battle, <laughs> playing. Yeah, they yeah. go into anime. It goes into widescreen and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so I don't feel at home in this world anymore <clears throat> very darkly funny um, I, I loved it it's hilarious it's, it's uh elijah weird is elijah weird <laughs> elijah wood Freudian. is playing a lot of weird characters lately and he's doing a great job with it and uh it's he's very funny he, he's got an anakin skywalker braid like coming a off tail braid coming off the back of his head that is absolutely yeah. disgusting he does some cool kung fu and like he meditates and um, this is gory, like definitely you can see uh, glimmers of Blue Ruin and, and Green Room in this, right? Like, mm-hmm. What's the guy's name? Macon? Macon Blair? Blair. Um, he, he shows up in what the I, opening scene as this character who spoils a, a, a sci-fi novel he, that's, that, that Ruth is reading. And, and he talks about the Tannhauser Gate, which is a great little Blade Runner reference, I thought. That scene is so, so brilliant because... Who, it, sorry, who is this guy? The He's from, the guy from Blue Ruin. If you've seen Blue Ruin, or uh, like he directed, he directed Green Room. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, he didn't direct Green Room. Oh, didn't he? He's in it. He's one of the like Nazi oh, okay. guys. Okay. Um, but uh, sorry, I forgot where I was. Macon Blair. Oh yeah. So I, what I like about this is that. This is the one that his first, right? Like he's this is his debut movie, which yeah. is crazy. And so I love the humor that's in this. I think that bodes very well for him because the last two things that I saw from him were just, I think, m- most shocking. Like it was all about visceral and shocking and gore um, that really made you squirm. There are these those moments in this movie as well, but it's balanced with such dark humor. Yeah, like the comic relief mm. is perfect. Yeah, um, I think you need you need that. It's uh, really it's really playful in a really violent way, which yeah. is really like the balance is really amazing. Like yeah. how how it how it remains a very playful tone the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I I really really like this movie. It's it's hilarious. It's like a find my iPhone vigilante justice kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, because the cops like like I said, the cops give her a hard time instead of helping her, and so she turns vigilante and the. The, the it's, villains it's amazing this and just yeah the, the attention to details good they drink fago the villains drink fago which is uh insane clown posse's favorite yeah. drink <laughs> what what all of the uh juggalos the goddamn juggalos drink uh yeah the one guy's false teeth come out and the girl rinses them off with fago <laughs> yeah and he's supposed to be like a really <sighs> significant like bad guy elijah woods eating craft singles at one part like it's just <laughs> ghetto as hell uh there's, yeah, there's a lot a, of really great um moments that that involve that attention to and detail. There, there, there's a scene where we're introduced to a character uh and whose whose shoe there's a footprint and their shoe is significant to the plot and the way that we introduce this character and we called attention to the shoe is that they're sitting on the top of a toilet, giving what is known as an upper decker. <laughs> the way that this is... Which, read, if you will describe to the audience what an upper... I feel like we've had this conversation. This, yeah, is already this might be a splice before. or an early up, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah, but an upper decker is when you take the top off the tank of a toilet and poop in there so that your poop eventually gets really soft and... 
with every flush. Would that would that be a problem? Do you think? A long time, <laughs> depending on the size of the turd, I guess. Really. <laughs> Like I think, like eventually, this would just get cleared out, and you'd the people would be like, "Ooh, okay, or it might what? clog everything up and like get shit into oh, area that yes. shit's not is not would. supposed let's to get into." Let's move on immediately from this, uh, <laughs> please. Let's. Did you watch anything else besides this fantastic movie? No, I, I just think that this thing is uh, easy for people to check out. Yeah, it's uh, on it's, Netflix. It's on Netflix. If you want. It's an indie as it's indie as fuck though. Like, it, it feels like it, but it's cool. It's really good. If if you want white bread, wonder bread characters, then these people are we- kind of weird. You're not going to dig them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's some quirks. It's not um, La La Land. I I only watched one other thing besides I don't feel at home in this world anymore. See that title's uh, it's too long. Absolutely terrible. Um, one other thing which. Uh, was the 2011 Brad Furman movie starring Matthew McConaughey, Marissa Tomei, Ryan Felipe, William H. Macy, The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, wow. Have you guys seen this? I've heard this Not was yet. decent. It was okay. Like, it was all right. I, I kind of enjoyed uh, parts of it. Um, Matthew McConaughey is a slick, uh, charismatic lawyer. Is this part of the McConaissance? Um, Maybe just at the beginning, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's to yeah. the very, very beginning of the reconnaissance, um, and connects to his Lincoln commercials. Oh, right, it does. <laughs> right, yeah. like pretty, yeah. pretty directly. Um, he works he in his car mostly. The Lincoln, uh, his his driver drives him around all day, and he's he's really like suave and smooth, and works with. To me, I was remembering uh, Better Call Saul at moments, although it's not funny in that way at all. Um, but he's a guy that like he does work with a motorcycle gang at the beginning. And so he's just a fixer or something? What does he do? He's just a lawyer. Okay. Uh, and uh, he ends up kind of discovering that maybe Ryan Felipe, who was one of his clients, or Philippi, I don't know how to say his name. But he- Felipe, I think. He is one of his clients, but he might actually be a criminal. Mm. He's not telling the truth. Mm. Well, you know, I have, to, I have to break it to lawyers everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the no, people you are maybe defending maybe are in the way, criminals. Maybe he didn't just not. So, like, he claims that he's innocent in this one crime, and maybe he is. Not only did he do this crime, but he might have done also when another you're crime, when you're a but, criminal lawyer, <laughs> you have to defend criminals even if you know they're guilty so he defends you get criminals paid a lot of money too he defends criminals that are like the good kind like the okay. motorcycle <clears throat> gang right that end up being helpful but uh you don't want to defend a murderer like Filippi who oh, like no. brutalizes vaginas what is one of the lines Jesus. that's one of the lines okay yeah. okay maybe then Ugh. okay okay yeah um <laughs> so there's and he's he's really crafty right so like he's pulls some some switcheroos on McConaughey, uh, and McConaughey's in danger a few times. Is this a John Grisham uh, novel, or what? Uh, it is a book, but it's not a John Grisham. Man, he must be pissed. Is uh, it, is it just like a pseudonym, him. though? Yeah, he probably wrote it. Yeah. He uh, writes everything legal, up. doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it must be. <laughs> um, but Anything else? The camera work, like, they make moments uh, in the film feel tense, uh, even when they're not. So, you know, a lot of legal work would involve research and phone calls and, like, boring shit. But 
when you do it with like really fast cuts yeah. with handheld cameras. You Tony Scott, that shit. You know, like it looks really intense. You might have got me on this. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun. Maybe not fun. It's fast paced. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was entertaining. Fun is the wrong word. It was definitely entertaining though. <laughs> it, it made my eyeballs do shit. I I yeah. I experienced things. I looked, I, looked, I looked around. My brain was engaged. I liked it. Graham, what do you got for us? Okay, so I only have one movie, but also a book. And I didn't read the book, but I think I should mention the book. Okay. It's, it's quite interesting. You and I think it, it may end up being a movie soon. And I'll, its, I'll explain. Its cover was glorious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I think so. Well, <laughs> well, the book, or sorry, the movie to start with that was a, um, about a 14-year-old uh, Canadian South African movie called Stander. I don't know if you have ever heard of this movie. Stander, like the opposite Stander. of sitter? No, yeah, it would be the opposite of, of sitter, except it's South Africa, so it's Stander. So I think this movie stars Thomas Jane. It does, yeah. I think I've seen it. Have you seen it? Um, Almost dead. I saw it a long time ago and kind of forgot about it completely. And then, so Facebook, one of its algorithms recommended it to me. And I'm always a little bit freaked by that, how, how good they are. I mean, I may have liked it, maybe on Facebook, but I only joined Facebook in 06, and I think I saw the movie when it came out, and I liked it at the time, but it was not like, I better go and like that but movie. it's it's still new. You know, right? Yeah. When I, as soon as I, as I get onto Facebook, but and it came up, and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that for a while. It's quite a good little um, kind of action movie with a little bit of a political social edge to it, so um, it tells the story of a, of a real-life uh, criminal, of South African Johannesburg police captain turned bank robber. And uh, I love the tagline on the poster. Good cop, great criminal. Great criminal. <laughs> and that's no way. And that's yeah. that. That's it. That is it. I, I hear that in a South African accent. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much Thomas, Thomas Jane doesn't do a terrible great criminal. No. Thomas Jane is quite good. I mean, uh, other than yeah. Punisher, I don't know what else he's really well, he's, done. He's kind of a useless actor. Not to be. Not Just in like, general. <laughs> well, I, he hasn't not really, to mince words. Right. Let's be blunt. Well, he, he, he hasn't yeah. really done much. He hasn't in terms. done much. Right. Yeah. But, but he's he's quite good at that. He he's uh, he gets the South African accent, as far as I can tell, quite quite down. He seems he sounds like the other characters. Uh, most of the actors are South African, except for a few a few of the leads. Um, and the kind of claim of the movie, again, it's based on a real guy, is that he was a police captain so disaffected by what he had to do during apartheid that he just said, kind of, fuck the system, and he decided to do that by starting to rob banks. So not like, you know, I'm going to start a political campaign or, you know, or, you know what, peace activist. No, I'm just going to rob banks. So nice. The, the, first, the first thing he does, all, all of the police are involved in some kind of uh, township rebellion <clears throat> suppression where they have to lose live rounds on people and stuff. And he kills, a, he, he kills a guy at one point and he feels really, really bad about it. But he's, it was part of his duty. And his father is this decorated captain. And he said, you know, you're just doing what was necessary to just secure the, the freedom of the country and all that stuff. So he he's like, he, he, he requests not to have to do this kind of duty like riot squad so he's just like in by himself in the police station one day and he was like i could a white man could do anything in this in the city and get away with it so then he goes down to the bank and decides to rob it he dares himself <laughs> to do it and the, the, you won't do it the, <laughs> and he's like he's freaked out he's really terrified but he doesn't and the, the funny thing is like he, he would he he starts a string of successful bank robberies and at one point he even comes back from lunch hour to investigate his own bank robbery <laughs> this is great wow. and like yeah, and yeah. like there's a scene the where the, the teller is like he's kind of like well can you explain explain it to me ma'am please and she kind of looks at him obviously he's changed his clothes right and glasses and stuff but she, she kind of goes well 
well, he looks like you. And then he, and then all of the police officers laugh, and he goes, well, better take me in, Captain. But he, he actually was the guy, right? And, <laughs> and finally, nice. his partner kind of figures it out. But but he, he robs like hundreds of banks and steals, I don't know what, what it would be in modern money, but 100,000 rand, which sounds like quite a lot for the well, early I'm going to add this 80s. to my letterbox. Yeah. you, you got to go on. I always get Tom Jane and Aaron Eckert mixed up. Yeah, so. you, you really do. Yeah, you, you can you can see that. Uh Anyways, it's directed by a Canadian, uh, Bronwyn Hughes, who for some reason has not directed a feature film since then, I, I found out. She does a lot of TV shows, hmm. but it, she got a Genie, a genie That's uh, crazy. nomination for Best Director for I, this I remember movie. when this came out. I, I, I definitely remember seeing it originally. Yeah, um, it's... it's it's good. It's funny. It's uh, some pretty good, like the 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 uprising scenes in the townships are really really well done. Nice, like helicopter shots, <clears throat> hundreds of people, to, you know, very 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 well done. I think. Um, and f- uh, funny, but a real life and kind of yeah, good good impact. Okay, that was the movie. And what did you read? The the book that I haven't read, but that's I think worthy of talking about is so. Uh, in 1897, Bram Stoker published Dracula, um, famous classic book, probably adapted into movies more often than any other story, perhaps with Robin Hood and you know, A Christmas Carol and some of those mm-hmm. really, really popular ones, right? And then um, apparently, you know, over the years, it was translated into all these other languages, and it wasn't translated into Icelandic until about 1906. And at the time, Bram Stoker wrote an int- uh, like a foreword for it. But it was lost from history because it was kind of an uh, obscure language, right? So no one outside of Iceland knew that Bram Stoker had written a foreword to this book until 1986 when someone found it in an old bookshop in Reykjavik. So they're like, "Wow, that's cool!" Like, so so for for scholars, scholars, they were like, "That's cool!" Like, there's this this little, you know, uh, I don't know, twenty page forward we can read about it. So so in the 80s, people found out, "Oh, cool, that's that's great." But go forward another 20 years, someone finds that old copy again in the old bookshop. Someone who's actually fluent in both languages and reads it in Icelandic and finds out that not only did this translator translate it, he rewrote it. And apparently it's like substantially different from the original Bram Stoker novel. Huh. And, it's, and it's called something like um, Powers of Darkness in Icelandic. And it's like really good apparently. And it's like parts are cut, characters are changed. Like, Wait, like, like there's a director's cut of Dracula? It's like the Topher Grace version of Star Wars. <laughs> oh my but God. not by the, not by the director, like not by the author, right? By like a translator, but who, who was, didn't just, this somehow he didn't tell anyone or no one outside of Iceland realized that. So he never did it. So just like 2000, seven maybe someone realized that that had actually happened and only this year they finally translated into english so they've just translated oh, the icelandic man. version of dracula into english well what about the the actual version of dracula into icelandic like, i don't know if it exists so like have there been all these like <laughs> vamp like dracula references have just been going over iceland's head for yeah, the last everyone in iceland when That's they amazing. when they when they see the the film versions are like hollywood really changes it don't they like they're this like, is way different yeah, they're like this is kind of like this other thing that we have but not quite as good yeah it's not it's, it's a little bit worse so i don't know if anyone in iceland can re- actually read dracula even to Today in Icelandic, that's a, we have to keep a close eye on this. Right, and, so I, and, if, and if no one does, then I'm guessing we can just jump. Like, there's no copyright on this. Well, that's what the weird thing. I, I don't know because it, I think over a hundred years later, it goes into public domain. Right? Yeah. But so Dracula's already in. Dracula already is, but this isn't Dracula. See, yeah. Bram Stoker's estate still controls crazy that story. 
Like they released uh, an official sequel called Dracula the Undead, hmm. written by Dacker Stoker, the grandson, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Like in two thousand nine, because it's the same family that guarantees it will be as good. Oh yeah, yeah. it actually wasn't bad. Um, it dealt with Elizabeth Bathory. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that's a real person. Okay. Yeah. I know what's up. Uh, speaking of who's not a real person, <laughs> Commander Logan, not not a commander, right? What was was Logan ever a commander? I guess maybe in the Civil War. I don't. I don't think commander was a, a when rank, commander's man. a naval rank. When exactly when was he born? When when did, when was James Howlett born? When was James Howlett born? He was born. Uh, like I think when he fought in World War One, he would have been. Like a the same age as the rest of his okay. I think he fellow was soldiers. Like eighteen eighties. Yeah, something. he fought in like the Civil War. He was stuff. in the Civil War. I'd as have well. to check. I yeah. have the first caught the first uh, the beginning to Wolverine Origins, so mm. we can look this up. We're also going to need your expertise on Old Man Logan as well. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about some similarities and differences if that matters. Mr. Monson, you understand you're trespassing right now, right? I have an easement with the previous owner of your property. <laughs> previous being the operative word. Who's this? Just a guy telling you to get back in your nice truck. Go play okie dickhead somewhere else. Hey, Carl. It looks like Mr. Monson hired some muscle. Looks that way. He's a friend of mine. Friend with a big mouth. I hear that a lot. And you probably hear this, too. More than I'd like. And you know the drill. I'm going to count to three. And you're going to start walking away. Yeah, right, one. one. I have a lawyer now. Two. Three. Ah, ah. Yeah, boss. You know the drill. Get the hell out of here. So that was a clip from Logan. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide out from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, being pursued by dark forces with robotic hands. The some guy from Narcos. Why do so many of them have... Ridiculous. Because of Wolverine. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so they can block his... No, because he's cut all their hands off. (laughs) (laughs) Logan... The the Reavers. (laughs) Logan is written and directed by James Mangold, and it stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, and introducing Daphne Keene. She was really good. I guess she was quite scary, and she did the whole kid point their head down, stare at the camera with the hair on their face, looking scary. We have seen that a couple of times, a Menacing child. Yeah. Uh, guys, Logan. Logan. Wolverine's final spin on the dance floor? How did this thing go over for you fellas? Red. 
I really liked it, but I don't think I liked it as much as a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yet again. Once again, that's just... The critics are going <laughs> nuts this year. What is happening, yeah. fellas? I mean, I think this is probably Marvel's first successful X-Men or X-Men related uh, film. Yeah. Well, uh, other than Deadpool. Uh, yes, other than Deadpool. Days but, of but Future I don't Past. Yeah. Days of Future Past did, mm. did well critically and commercially. Uh, but I didn't love it. I think okay. this, I like it was this. successful. I like this. It was, it was successful. Okay, fair well, enough. Fair the, enough. The, but I like this. The first better. X-Men was also much better. I liked X2 the best. Uh, I don't really like any of them. So I, I think this is a first <laughs> for me, maybe. Um, it is a busted franchise. So yeah, the question here, did the final nail in the coffin of the X-Men, or at least the, the Wolverine chapters, did did these work for you guys? Is Is this a... Well, I think the question that what's important to talk about with this one is because it's a it's a hard R, right? It's that eighteen A mm-hmm. in Canada. Um, is the R rating used effectively? Like, why is it was it necessary? And the fact that they got it, like, why? That I have that in my notes. And I would say that the reason that this, in my opinion, is not a nine out of ten, is or it's not close to a nine out of ten, is because. It doesn't really affect... It doesn't know how to use that R rating. It gives you some great moments. There's some great violence and stuff. But there's not in terms of... Like, it doesn't actually help the story that much. It's, it's not o- all that meaningful. They show boobs yeah. for no reason other than to yeah. show boobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the R rating... It's only for no reason. A there's consequence just, of his sharp claws and right. nothing more. Like, yeah. just... Yeah. just the. the the things on the a, end of his of his hands are really dangerous, so he it mu- we must give this an R, I guess. But they haven't before, right? And Wolverine's been in what nine movies or I don't yeah, know, and they neuter yeah. they neuter yeah. his character, right? Yeah. For Wolverine sure, Wolverine should be super violent yeah. and require an R. But you know, for me, like I, I I wanted more in terms of the story. Um, there was a lot of stuff that that didn't need to be there or could have been better used, like. Why was Wolverine such an alcoholic at the beginning? And then who cares that he's an alcoholic by the end? Like, it's not an important part of the movie. It's just sort of really belabored at the beginning, but doesn't well, isn't it matter. Be, isn't it supposed to be because he's dulling the pain of the adamantium poisoning his body? Like, I thought that was the whole point of all of that. Yeah. I think dulling the pain? I barely notice when a character drinks in a movie anymore. <laughs> I think they hint... To me, I, I, I saw it as like they hinted there was some trauma. Something had happened with him and the professor in the yeah. past at... I forget the location. Westchester. Westchester. So, so he poorly was, handled. He was yeah. trying to forget about yeah. that, but like he just kind of... They just kind of don't talk about it anymore. So there's another movie that I'll mention again, which is Children of Men, where the protagonist uh, has some past trauma and uses alcohol to deal with it. And uh, that ends up being used as a sign like a, that he's turning around. He does something later on. Instead of drinking with it, he washes his hands with it. And you're like, oh, he's starting to redeem himself. Wolverine never. We're just like, oh, he drinks. And then it's now an, he's not drinking. It's obligatory. It's to, it's to demonstrate a character's depression, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. an easy way for a screenwriter to, to, to convey that a character is sad. It's kind of a Hollywood trope, for pretty, especially for an action hero to, to, be, to be drinking. Standard. But you can also get away with it in X-Men movies because they all have superpowers, so it doesn't matter if he drinks. Yeah, He's never he going to kill him. Yeah. It, it, he can drink forever. Well, I it, feel like Wolverine's always ha- has a cigar and a yeah. scotch going. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and he does steal a cigar or he grabs a cigar. Which was a funny moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But again, I, so just to, to wrap that up, I don't necessarily think... 
I think it needed to be R, but I think it could have used the R rating better. So that's why mm-hmm. that's one of my few. Well, no, not there's there a are few other more, criticisms, right? oh, but no. uh, <clears throat> but that's probably the bigger one. Okay, Mike. Uh, overall, I think I liked it. Hmm. Uh, I, I thought the acting was great. There were some really good moments throughout the film between Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Um. And what was the actress's name that played Laura? Daphne Keene. Daphne Keene. Yeah. Daphne Keene. Uh, Rodriguez or something. I, yeah. I thought she did a pretty great job. Fernandez. Um, just with her body language and her looks for most of the film. And then later on, when she has a little bit more to work with as well. Mm-hmm. She starts screaming. She she was good. But <laughs> the R rating question is interesting because it didn't really add anything to the story. It showed Wolverine the way he's supposed to be shown i guess cuz you, you don't have to violent. hold back yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not pulling punches with his and i didn't like that really that was my least favorite part of the movie when i say rage the movie mm-hmm. this is one of the most violent films i have ever seen <laughs> not just it's not the gore in anything like if you look at kickass that was all played for for laughs for the most part in comedy Anything that's this gory will also maybe be realistic, say, Saving Private Ryan, the war. None of it has the malice and rage. Like, the two of them screaming as they're ripping people apart is one of the most violent things I've ever seen on film. Like, it is disturbing. It's two caged animals, two cornered caged animals fighting back. Let's try to keep it spoiler-free. Well, no, And, and and so what I find interesting about this is... And here they could have maybe used this in the story. In the earlier X-Men films, there's the whole us versus them, mutants, humanity thing. Like, why do they need to be controlled? I was fully on board with the mutants. Like, this is stupid. Everyone, why are people reacting this way? After watching Wolverine, I'm not so sure. Like, seeing them just tear people apart. You mean Logan, after watching Logan. Sorry, after, after well, after watching Logan. <laughs> I can actually side with the humans wanting to control them more because even yeah. even one of the side mutants, like the the new kids or whatever that are in this, rips someone apart with their powers. I know they're doing it when they're provoked, but seeing them at this level more visceral, that makes a more interesting story to have mm. humans afraid of them because mm. in the other X-Men films, they're still comic book powers, right? Like it's why people are afraid doesn't make as much sense. It just seems like bigotry and like yeah. fear. Oh, and the X Men series—they've they've really leaned on the social commentary of like you know. Well, that's other, where X Men comes from, right? Yeah. Human rights and stuff, exactly. right? Social, exactly. But seeing these weapons and what they can do, like it, yeah, it, I know. It, it all of a sudden flipped my. I'm I'm not fully on the side of humanity, like in this point, mm. but. I am not so fully on the side of mutants either. Like there needs to be some sort of regulation because if Wolverine and should, there, there should be a registry, right? <laughs> Didn't Marvel like do Islam. that with Civil War? <laughs> well, well, no. Like I, all of a sudden, I was afraid of Logan in this. Yeah, so was I. And I think like in stripping away the backstory for this movie to make it as sort of basic and gritty and dark, and you know, to sort of distance it from all of the big convoluted X Men movies we get. And all superhero movies in general, it ruins, it takes away from the movie because you don't have this context of like why we should side with or why we should be conflicted. Like, 
the other X-Men movies, you really are like bouncing back and forth, or at least you're supposed to be on like, do I side with the humans or do I side with the mutants? Well, in the other X-Men movies, it's e- way easier to side with the mutants because they're the good guys. They're being per- unfairly persecuted, which still happens in Logan. And I like, I'm still, I still understand that that like all. I guess at this point, mutants are gone. Like that's not a spoiler. They just well, they're not. Early. The mutants aren't gone. There's no new mutants being born. There haven't hasn't right? been a new mutant born in 25 years, right. is what they say right near the start. Oh, it's kind of like in Children of Men, how there haven't been any babies born <laughs> in 25 years. <laughs> this movie keeps coming back. So it's weird. The, I think they missed some some good opportunities, uh, and they they just used the R to play up showing Wolverine and how I guess awesome he can be. Because I know some people are absolutely going to love this. And I thought I would, but as I said, like it is so violent. I and there's if it was used sparingly throughout the film, I would have been okay with it. And it's not. But they just throw it in your face. Yeah, yes. I think that's Wolverine, right? Like the Berserker. That's mm. that's your your character trait of him. You're you're like literally just rage creature, just but, furiously <clears throat> massacring rooms. Yeah, but full the, of the whole film men. doesn't have to be that because Logan. It's him, called Logan. This is this it's not is, Wolverine. It's, it's not Logan exactly. Yeah. But you know what? That's. Mm. You know, okay, so let's get into it because Logan's not his name. Okay, fine. His name is James, <laughs> James Howlett. Howlett. But the point and of- Logan is the name of his first childhood <laughs> yes. bully. Right. So the point of this movie, though, at least like the mission statement of it, was we're gonna Johnny Cash this shit. Like we're gonna, this is gonna be Vigo Mortensen the Road, right? We're gonna make this more like a folk tale, country song kind of vibe like this there's going to be a lot of when the x-man comes around americana (laughs) infused into this yeah it's going to be like a western and we're going to strip it down this isn't going to be like your regular x-men movie but let's still have half an hour of slice and dice you you know factory well three it's wolverine like i I, I keep thinking of uh um the weapon x comic where he's just got the like if you guys see these comics, it's, yeah, we it's saw him Logan with a fucking crazy helmet he on. He wore that in Apocalypse. In a diaper, just not saying anything and t- turning people's turning people into ribbons. That's the last time we saw Wolverine was in Apocalypse, and he was running into the forest wearing the weird underwear on right. his head. Yeah, and if if we get that chapter at any time, it will just literally be a mindless murder machine. And and I don't know. I don't think I see what you're saying, and I see the criticism, but. I, I think it's necessary to have the violence in the Wolverine movie. But, well, I, but that's, I agree. There's, we need more than just violence well, to make exactly. it Exactly. There's just too much violence. Way too much. Well, there's not enough of the other stuff. Graham, what do you got for I, us? I, I also found it very, very violent. Like, I was shocked at how violent I found it because it's not a whole lot different from the other movies except for the way it's edited. Like, he does the same things, but it cuts... Uh, cuts before, <laughs> before you see it right it's slices <laughs> slices snick it's a, it's a slice cut but you know you see a lot of um he uses claws instead of guns so you can't call them headshots but head claws i guess face claws face claws yeah. like you see a lot of those different angles going several in decapitations from the, from the left from above from below and you, you know, also and, get and, like <laughs> slow motion freeze yeah like freeze cuts as and, well um freeze cuts yeah but I, I i do think like that's the wolverine that people have been waiting for in a way and I think like that's the best in my in my view. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very violent, a bit surprising, but I thought it was the best X Men so Me far. Me too. Nice. Certainly the best Wolverine. I mean, Deadpool's a, a separate category, really, because different tone of that movie. 
Um, it was, I really liked the acting throughout. It's probably not the kind of movie you look towards acting, but... Um, well, the play between uh, Hugh Jackman and Daphne and is... It was really good. She's she's excellent. Even when she was silent, I thought, for an 11-year-old, I thought she was incredible. And then Patrick Stewart kind of phoned it in a lot, I thought, as Professor X, but not in this one. He's, he's you know, he's not just a character. He's really... He's given some he's stuff He kind of has with. a meaty role here, and yeah. he actually does yeah. pretty well with it. Degenerative um, brain yeah. issues, yeah, and and the like, you know, the, the fact that the most powerful mutant in the world would have that, and what that could mean—that that is a terrifying idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought they could have played with that even more, more, and that wet the Westchester flashbacks that were only alluded to. We don't get yeah. any information. They cut those apparently for, um, like they they justified cutting them. Like they said, they shot all of that. Oh, did West. they actually shoot it? Really, I think so. And and they said it 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 was better like left to the audience's imagination but i i think it's a terrible choice because really? I, I i don't you well, need to tell me what happened yeah there. i don't, I don't that's give, something that we'll i don't talk give about. enough of a shit yeah do we talk about it in spoilers or does it matter because well, it's different we can get in, there. in a comic book it's and i want to talk about that fairly important well, yeah do like do we want to mention the significance of westchester like maybe people that's what don't I mean. know that's well, what I mean. that is where xavier's school, school for the gifted for the gifted would be that's the x-men base gray milk and lane so, it, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's but the the last part, not telling spoilers, but the last part where he's kind of raging for a while, like a good long while. <laughs> I think that's like that's what people were hoping for in a Wolverine movie for fifteen years, and they finally got it, and it was maybe gratuitous, but it was like pretty exciting, and 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 you know, and those I, I was never afraid of him because those guys are all like super soldiers working for some evil corporation that experiments on kids and yeah, treats them as, yeah. as objects. So I kind of like, yeah, those guys kind of deserve it. And yeah. it, like, there's a few scenes where they're just presenting meat for Logan to just chew up. And like they, it is just a, a, a conveyor belt of just meat <laughs> like for him they, to slice and dice. None of them are Magneto, so they, they must know what's coming for them. It's not like they can fight him. And <laughs> I stand by my, my... I think they've all met him before. That's why they all have robot arms and legs no, and well, shit. I do love that. Yeah, no, they'd be dead. They just wouldn't have... They'd have it's robot, near future. They'd they have, ro- they'd have yeah. robot heads. <laughs> yeah, like robot holes in their faces. Oh, right. Um... So yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, it's getting a lot of movies this year are getting showered with love by critics. Yeah, just like hundred percent in this shit all over the map. We're getting hundred percent after hundred percent these days. So what, yeah, what what are your uh, issues here? I want because I've got some. Um, so a, a great setup, great intro sequence where. Logan's getting carjacked. Love it. Yeah. Right. He wakes up in the back of his sick ass 2029 Lincoln, Lincoln Chrysler limo. Awesome looking thing. Yeah. yeah it's a 2025. Um, and it's got like a cool taillight shot. Like it's, it, this feels like a movie that Quentin Tarantino would have watched if it, it was made in the eighties. Like it feels like a mm. midnight city TV kind of trashy movie. Um, I think they should have gone way more grindhouse with this. It would have maybe worked a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Logan gets carjacked, and then he's lying on the ground after this awesome shotgun blast. We don't have a title of the movie until he starts to to get up after this shotgun blast. And that's when Logan blasts on the screen. Um, and I thought that this sort of theme of like mutants getting old, yeah, pretty good. 
it did feel a little bit like we're wedging this in because Hugh Jackman is getting old. So we have to like justify why why he looks a little gray. Why would Wolverine be just why would his power just be wearing off or it, it, that's it's not an, as fast yeah that's an interesting idea maybe is that as people get old just everything mm-hmm. fades and wanes and, and mutants are no different but wolverine doesn't get old that's his thing right that was not unless whole... you cover his skeletal structure in adamantium and inhibit his healing factor it starts yeah. to leech away yeah okay Good enough for me. <laughs> well, they but yeah. there have that's been, a comic explanation. There have been plots like you had a virus. That, they mentioned ones that, that in the film too. Yeah. yeah, and I thought they did a nice job of sort of making this like they could have Cronenberg this shit where did, where Stephen Merchant who plays this weird Cal- Cal- Caliban he was Caliban's good though. awesome he was very interesting good. character yeah. he's talking about like oh I've seen the pus coming out of your claws right. and stuff like they really make it like physical like the like. Showing that mutation is like a blessing and a curse, sort of. So, like the toll that it takes on your body over so, especially if Wolverine's like 400 years old, for Christ's sake. Why is one of the claws not coming out properly, though, and he has to pull it out? That doesn't make it, any to sense. To me, that to was me. like like when you have a bad knee. Yeah. It, okay. I mean, it's it kind of it, arthritis, it, it feels like. I, He's got arthritic claws. It might not <laughs> yeah. make sense physiologically, but I thought it was a cool scene. Like, he was surprised. He was like, uh oh, one's not coming out. Well, he and has to like, sort of pull it. Yeah. You know, crack in his knuckles. It's like, it's like something doesn't work properly with your car, and it's like you got to pull it out. And he's. he's and and the fact that he that he needs reading glasses, I thought was hilarious. That was good. I, that was a great touch. Um, yeah. And, and I, I thought the adamantium bullet was kind of a nice little touch as well. He carries around with him. Pretty good. I, I I like the idea of of like sort of diamond on diamond. The only thing that can scratch. It's kind of an on the nose thing, though. I like to show that he's been considering suicide. <laughs> like, oh, you carry around an adamantium bullet. That okay, I get it. I kind of liked it. I because I never thought about what would immediately just kill Logan. But that no, that does actually that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like the adamantium yeah. bullet doesn't actually make sense because it's just his skull. You would he, be covered in he, adamantium. His brain would still heal. No, he could just t- put a shotgun in his mouth, a regular shotgun. And like his 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 brain would still grow back, his skull would still grow Wait, back. What? Just the part that would get blown off his wouldn't have adamantium would grow on back? it. He's yeah. grown he's grown back from like a single cell a in drop the drop of blood. No yeah. fucking yeah. way. The adamantium is the is not a part of his no physiology. So yeah. like he would grow back except oh, yeah. for the adamantium. The only way you can really keep him down is either his the way he was killed or Magneto. Because he can just permanently kind of keep him away, right? This is fucking awesome. But the comics, you can drown him too. I think they play up ca- that like keeping of, him. You have to keep yeah, him underwater, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, like you can you can keep him away, but you can't really kill him. And but yeah. I think the comics play that too hard. Like you can't kill Deadpool. You can't kill Wolverine. Like sooner or later, they'll just kill anyone then yeah. because they mm-hmm. can't die. Isn't yeah. there a guy named Deadpool? Head- There's a great Deadpool about that where he kills everyone. Deadpool kills the Marvel. Isn't, isn't yeah. he just Headpool? Like he's yeah. just a head, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Yeah, so it's if you want the movies to have a little bit more realism, I th- I do think it's a good idea to introduce like a, a, a something to the plot that could kill him, mm-hmm. because otherwise that that um, version of himself that he has to fight, you're like, well, that's going to go forever then, unless he throws him into the sun. Mm-hmm. You can't kill that guy. Either. Yeah, it's why it's why Superman needs kryptonite. Right, the character's um, boring if there's no stopping yeah. them. Yeah, I th- th- going back to the R rating, I think Deadpool does such a better job of justifying why it's rated R. Way more sexual. <laughs> But it, I know that's a silly comparison to make. It seems ridiculous, but I think this 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 film doesn't like it's rated R, 
people but dive. But it's still, it's still aimed at 14-year-olds. Yeah, like people die violently yeah. for no reason other mm. than it's Wolverine. Mm. This you know what I mean? This like, isn't an adult. Like this isn't. A ha- there's no mature themes or adult themes here, really. To me, it, it feels like a video game or cutscene or like it, if this feels like well, there's a, a young adult novel almost. It's supposed to be Shane as well. Yeah, <laughs> which they show in the film to just hammer that home ten thousand times. Uh, yeah, I thought there was more setup that we needed in order to motivate Logan to take this job. Did you guys buy him giving a fuck? No. Uh, so two big problems with him with like he would not give a fuck because why a, would he take this? She is not actually. Okay, uh, wait a minute. Is yeah. that a spoiler? We're getting into it now. Laura is not actually his daughter. Right. She's like some kind of clone She's or some clone. shit. Yeah. Like they're they they're not related. I do like they're not fucking related. Well, they have he, DNA. She is his daughter in a weird I like the metaphorical no, like he, way that he, he they didn't get his sperm. And they just used his like, genetic code. Well, they, like, have his, they have his DNA, yeah. So she is. She is yeah. cl- like she's a clone of she's a, I, Logan. She, I, so she is technically she's a like spawn of him. Of him yeah. I, I mean, guess in the comics she is Wolverine, right? Because he is. Yeah, becomes yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. Is, and is then he not X twenty three. She is. X23. She is. Twenty three. Who is X twenty four? He's Weapon X, the second Wolverine. Right. He's Weapon X. Right. But, but X just means ten anyway. Yeah. So. Exactly. Um, but also the the woman who the nurse. Right. So there's some problems here. One, <laughs> yeah. who gives a fuck about this nurse? Like we don't know who you are. Hmm. So to to make up for that, she happens to have the fucking perfect like documentary. The video. <laughs> She's made a documentary. Yeah. When did she have time it's to edit this footage phone. and like voiceover footage and like yeah. it's all perfect. Yeah, that that's true. Um, so like if I could draw a parallel to so this is I'm supposed movie, to be man. a woman I'm, who drops I'm off on the iPhone. This, <laughs> this nurse drops off Laura with Logan. Uh, and you're supposed to be like, oh, you got to take care of her now. But there's no reason, like, it's not a good way of showing that. Now, let's look at Children of Men, okay? Because the same thing happens where uh, a woman comes and drops off this important character who is uh, Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julianne Moore is a former love interest of Clive Owen. So there's like, they, they were married, right? So yeah. like, there's like major emotional baggage attached to this. And so when she gets shot and dies spoilers uh, children of that movie old, too man. yeah that movie's old uh, Clive Owen is devastated and it's like really really important and you see why he's like okay I gotta take care of her when Laura shows up and then this chick gets killed you're just like what oh that's convenient mm-hmm. I guess now Logan has to take her why wouldn't yeah. he just take the money he just robbed them because he still is he's been established as in this world as being like a good guy yeah he's also, I think Xavier senses that she's his daughter, right? He knows somehow magically, but by his powers, I guess. Like it's, he seems to know automatically who it is. Yeah, right away. Well, he, he was knows, communicating out he of knows the water who, tank. He knows who she is because he's been communicating with her, yeah. but I don't think he knows that she is he's, related to... He says pretty, pretty early in the car, like, she's like you, Logan, very much like you, almost winking at him. Like, Wait, does, yeah. does Xavier use the, the, the big water tank as, like, the new Cerebro? Is that what's going on? No, here? it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's to contain yeah. him, so if he has one of his episodes that he won't uh, uh, hurt anyone. But it's not 100% Kelvin kind of 
yeah. insinuates, right? <clears throat> but yeah, I thought the exposition, the backstory, like the info dump that we get literally on someone's phone. Right. Yeah, that right. documentary the yeah. nurse made. That is absolutely terrible bullshit s- storytelling, in my opinion. Like, you Very can't just, weak. You cannot just... And he's looking for a charger. They, they, part of the plot for about two or three minutes is... We need a charger for the phone <laughs> so that we can literally find out what the movie's about on someone's cell phone. Yeah. You don't have it in your limo? Yeah. 2029. I mean, I'm sure you could edit documentaries on your phone, so let's let's give her some credit. <laughs> right. She's but got, I mean, but she has I access, think she's got to explain everything. But she has <laughs> access to footage of, like, you know, some of those kids apparently committing suicide and stuff. Like, why why would the company let her have that? Yeah, the footage, footage is yeah. is really, really good that she's got. It's like a news story yeah. that, that's been yeah, put together. 2020. Like, produced and directed by I, someone. I don't think they had to do that. They could have just had her give a, a short message and then... Logan figures the rest out or something. Or maybe be somebody that Logan knew. Yeah. No, but we have to be very clear that Transigen is the bad guy here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. They, and you have to see more of that, yeah. And then they have to just create a goon squad of of robo-arm robo arm squad to, Why? to go after everybody. Why are these guys so bad at their jobs? You know who I wanted? They know what they're going into. Right. They think they're going to be the one to get Wolverine. You know who I was missing in these was Charlotte Copley and his awesome beard from Elysium. Remember? Like, so not a great movie, but he's like such a badass. Like he's got a sword. Merc. Or any of like, his characters from Hardcore Henry. But what a great merc from a from a shady company to send out on. Like he's got a sick sword, awesome bazookas and shit. These these robo arm guys are absolutely terrible, man. Well, there was They're just one weakness meatheads. of the of the villains. I think. I mean, you had the um. I don't even know what his name is the main bad guy with the gold tooth. Like I don't even know what that guy's yeah, name was. I don't know. Transgen, Mister Transgen. Well, he, he the mer- Yeah, I think so. One of the. I think they're the called, guy from they're Narcos. Called, they're called Reavers in the in the comics, but like <clears throat> the Reavers. Since dude. you don't, since you know, there's not really a lot of mutants around anymore. None of the bad guys are very scary because they don't have Magneto. They don't have Mister Sinister. They don't have Apocalypse. They're just like a bunch of guys you can chop yeah. up with your. Yeah, with they your have, they're strong and they have guns. Yeah, and it was clear that they ha- they struggled with having. Like, to create a, a worthy adversary for Wolverine in this. So let's just literally have a fucking mirror match. Right. Another yeah. Wolverine. A stronger, younger one. See, and here's where I think the violence kicked in for me too much. I liked the start when he was taking on the guys trying to take his car. Yeah. The, the end sequence, also not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout the middle of the film, when X-24 enters and just slaughters a bunch mm-hmm. of innocents, that actually was a little too much for me. I agree with that. Yeah, another major flaw in this film is... To me, that they would go to this family's house that and have dinner, farmhouse sequence, yeah. even man. though they know they're being hunted. Yeah. So, like that goes against everything that the X Men know and how they behave. Like they yeah. would never endanger innocence like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I'm assuming too much, but it made for a nice dinner scene. This like, just right. proves my but, point that any time in a movie that you go to a farmhouse in the middle, everybody's of the fl- dead. <laughs> no, it, it it fucks up every movie. Looper. Everything was good until we went to the farmhouse. Wasn't all of Looper the farmhouse? Yeah. Avengers, <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron. Everything was good and we got to the fucking farmhouse. Jeremy Renner's secret farm. Right, right. Like, don't go to a farmhouse when your budget starts getting thin. Children of Men. They go to... That's where Julianne Moore gets yeah, shot. That was actually... Know, yeah. True. yeah, but that that whole movie is tight, so... Yeah, every, Alfonso Cuaron but kicks I'm, I'm with ass you. with that it, one. It makes absolutely no sense that they would endanger the lives of these super innocent, sweet right. farmers. And, and the only reason that this 
is in the movie when we start going off on this tangent to repair the water main yeah. I, I i was I, like what is going on in this fucking movie we have like a video game side mission right that we're going on nothing bad's gonna happen now right <laughs> like why are we going off to to close some valves on a water pipe well gonna we, then we introduce some rednecks next door for no other reason for, for the for the evil Wolverine to to literally have somebody to chop heads off. To chop like, up. We, we literally need meat to cut up. But I think it sort of suggested w- weekly at the end when the big bad guy scientist. It's always a scientist, right? He's kind of met, talking about how he engineered it and his company engineered it so that they could control who is a mutant. And he says that we we spread it through our drinks and through our our energy drinks and stuff. And the the dude at the at the farms is the same thing, right? All this corn that's being made by this huge industrial corporation is being used in these drinks. So I think it's implied that that company owns that that uh, huge processing center that those goons just work for, like on a, some sub level. Like it's okay. it's all they're all the same part of the same and, and those those automated com, like yeah. combine things those are all part of the same you know conspiracy transigen, to, transigen blanket corporation alkaline, whatever. give me more backstory I don't fucking know yeah and and also I agree though that, that it was a very nice family and it served a narrative purpose of of showing Wolverine what a family could be and and how he and Xavier and the daughter and the girl were kind of like this own family unit developing but then slobbering those people who just human humanized. And just because Wolverine wasn't back from the pipes yeah, that, yet, that like, felt sort of like, uh, well, why did you, you just you just introduce them? Why do you have to kill them all now? And that's and that's course, it's the only black but, characters too. Yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> that's where it soured a little for me because like killing the family, but also the goons. Like he killed. Obviously, it was not Wolverine. It was bad Wolverine. Right. Uh, killing all those other dudes, but they were mostly innocent guys. Like they were yeah. jerks. They were. Yeah. The, but, that whole sequence is just gratuitous violence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, that's what it's, it is, right? It, it's completely unnecessary, and it's only there for fourteen-year-olds to just get their rocks off on more heads getting mm-hmm. diced. Yeah, bullies get cut, and it undermines the final sequence. If if we had mm. a, a little less violence throughout, then the impact of this big finale might have I guess been more they, earned. They wanted to introduce X twenty four at some point, and that's and, brutal. You know, that's why they did it. And another weak spot in the farmhouse with the family and X twenty four is <clears throat> is uh, how we lose. Uh, Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, he goes out in bed crying. Yeah. He, he goes out by the blade of of an of a Wolverine clone. A fake Wolverine. How did he get up there without the other people seeing him? This too? feels like. Do, do you remember? Do you remember Star Trek Generations? Do you remember yeah. how William Shatner dies? Do you remember how Commander Kirk, Captain Kirk, dies? He falls off like a weird ladder yeah. and just tumbles down a rocky cliff while he's holding on to like a. I don't remember a that metal movie at gantry all. thing. Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. It's, it's like if you have this amazing iconic character, and this yeah. is the way that they go out. And again, and this leads to the end. This is the way that Wolverine goes out. Ultimately, is in a mirror match. He fought himself. Well, who how, and, how and else can you die? Right? He got this guy has gotten blown up. He's gotten he's grown back from one cell, and yet, you know, we just moments ago he's been shot like a million times. But a tree trunk. <laughs> right through. That's what it is. A tree trunk did and it. And that was pretty disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it really yeah. was. Skewered on a tree trunk. Really over the top. So if this movie had any balls, I think, if it really claimed to be, or if it really was what it claimed it was, was this mature adult sort of R-rated step forward. Yeah, there's some weird. I saw it. Uh, what? 
Yeah, if, if this really was what it claimed to be, then I think you could have ended this movie on just a total non-action sequence. And I'm reminded of the way that Kill Bill Volume 2 ends. With just mm. a speech about Superman. And then just a four steps and down. Like, you can end a movie without any bloodshed. You can end a movie without a big action finale where everyone gets their rocks off. And, and this movie felt almost even more gratuitous, obviously, but it, it felt even more leaning into the action sequences than and then every other X-Men. Yeah, and I think in the wrong direction. I think that it squandered the Westchester opportunity. I think if we didn't get yeah. the gratuitous kind of stuff like at the farmhouse, we could have talked about how, and now that we're in spoilers, we can share mm-hmm. that uh, Professor Xavier had an episode and he murdered a bunch of all of the x-men killed seven x-men or yeah apparently yeah except for wolverine yeah. who survived because he's wolverine and it's feeling um, factor yeah so if you show that that's a major traumatic event then all of a sudden we have motivation for wolverine's self-harming behaviors we have some uh, explanation for uh xavier's you know discontent at being stuck in or why he's and his fractured yeah. mental state yeah like what's caused this so I, I just think that it's a shame that we didn't get more like that. And, but it's interesting, too, that that's what they chose to do. Because in the comic book, uh, it's actually different. In, in Old, Old Man, Man Logan. Old Man Logan. Uh, what a, a spoiler alert for Old Man for Logan. That, that comic, too. Mysterio. Um, what what right, actually right. happens in that is that Mysterio makes Wolverine think that uh, the school is under attack from like every villain that they've ever faced, and Wolverine, <laughs> That's really is, unfair. Wolverine is just like trying to save everybody and starts just basically murdering everybody. All the bad guys that start showing up, he's just like shit and starts killing every all of them. And then Mysterio's like, ha ha ha! I am Mysterio. Look what you've done! And it's all the, like Wolverine killed everybody. Yeah, uh, the X Men. Damn, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I really thought that's what we were going to get with this movie and we didn't. And I was surprised because having X do it is easier, but less impactful in my opinion. Hmm. I feel like, especially in a movie about Logan, but you'd also need the Hulk then if you're going to go that way. Well, here's the problem. I yeah, think you need a few other things. You, you need, I think you need cannibalistic Hulk <laughs> <Yeah>. offspring. <laughs> you that was pretty to violent sh- too. Yeah. This needed to be shown, I think in order to establish how it connected with the Logan story because the X-Men universe is so vast and so convoluted Mm -hmm, and so fucking junked up along the way. Well, not anymore. They rebooted it in, what, it was at 09? How many goddamn times? Yeah. And then they've crossed No, 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 no. Like, they full-on restarted in 2009. No, they didn't. Because they fucked it up too hard with the Scarlet Witch because things were just crazy. No, we're talking 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 about about the movies. The comics continuity. He means the movie one. Oh, I see. So in in, in the movie universe... MCU. Well, no, because it's Sony. Fox CU. (laughs) Oh, yeah, shit. In in the movie Logan, when we reference this Westchester incident, the the film universe of X-Men is so fucked up that I think audiences are just confused as to what Westchester even means. So I think you have to show it in the context of Logan the movie so that we know how it relates to the events of the movie we're watching. Otherwise, I'm, I honestly was sitting there thinking, when they, every time they said Westchester, I started thinking about what, what X-Men movie am I supposed to be remembering oh, yeah. right now? And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I was coming up blank every time. Well, and this would have been great if it was Logan, a la the comics, to give him some sort of 
redemption. Like he needs to redeem himself from this. There haven't been any other mutants because they're gone now, but now he has a chance to save this other one. Yeah, after in fact, murdering. he might actually be the one that saved everybody already, like, because he's the only one that can withstand Xavier yeah, yeah, when right. he's doing his shit. So, like, he's saying, I hurt people, actually. Well, you saved everybody a bunch of times. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Why are you tortured? Squandered opportunities. Yes. And then, you know what, guys? It's okay, because at the end of the movie, we just turn the cross to an X. Actually, I like that. That was so good. I, I did I like that. that, yeah. I yeah. think I did like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Oh, really? That's act. Wait, if no, you, I dig you, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ending the movie on that shot was really nice. I yeah. thought if if we kept going after that, you would have fucked it up. But that's why I'm glad there was no stinger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although a, I half expected, <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. rock would jiggle or yeah. something, right? And I guess we can still expect more Wolverine movies. This is just sort of we skip ahead to the final chapter. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's what Old Man Logan is, that's and that's, all I think, how this functions yeah, as the concluding chapter. who's going to play Wolverine? Because it's not going to be Hugh Jackman. No. I think it is. No, no he's, he's done. done. No, he's not done. You guys are idiots if you think he's done. He's coming <laughs> think, back for... He's, he's, he's going to be in Deadpool 2. No, he's not. No, yes, he is. So. Yeah, no, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he 100% is. Okay, well, this is recorded, fortunately, so we can always he go back might, to He this. might be in Deadpool as Hugh Jackman. Yeah. That's I exactly just, what I, he means. I just said he's going to be in Deadpool too. Yeah, you said Logan. No, I no, think, no. I think Hugh Jackman. I think we're getting both. I think we're going to no. get Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Anyway, guys, what are we giving this movie? What 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 is this? It's funny that we've been talking all this smack because I did at the end of the day really like this so movie. Did I I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to give it like a, a pretty comfortable seven and a half. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're 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 gonna justify that just with, mm-hmm. despite all those issues, you no, still I'm, had I'm a good gonna, time. I'm I, I had a really good time. I loved seeing Wolverine stab people in the head with his claws. I loved seeing uh, Laura do the same thing. Do the same thing <laughs> with such vigor, like when she's straddling someone's yeah. chest and just. and she has back claws too. Which she's got the tail, the toe claws. Nice little reference with. To talking the, about the lion, the lion, li- yeah. lioness having yeah. the front claws for, for offense, hunting. defensive back claws. Yeah. Okay, Graham. It was a cool movie. It was I, I like. I think X Men hasn't really gotten it right. And yeah, there were. I saw it like two hours ago. So now that you guys have helped me point a lot of these out, yeah, there were problems with it. But we I just ruined it for but, you. <laughs> but I came out of it. I really enjoyed it. It was dark. It was surprisingly sad, which we haven't really said. Like I actually think it kind of worked. Like. Okay, the, it the, did. The, eh? At the end, like Daddy, like that was actually like I was like, oh, my eyes aren't watering. Okay, like, I, it, it did. It's dusty. I could tell it got dusty in the theater, yeah. but I, I was just completely imper. I took like immunity pills on this one. <laughs> so it, I think on that note, there's a story that I would like. Oh wait, no, I don't want to interrupt because we got to We got to finish. We, we got it. Right what's, well, what's your uh, well, number? I'm, here? I'm I'm going with eight. I, I enjoyed it. Nice. Okay. I liked it quite a lot. Ah, this movie emotionally drained me. Like that when I, when I talk about the violence, it's because Shades of Sicario actually, like the, the violence that happened mm. in that, mm. it was intense. Uh, but there was a lot that was to like about this film. <laughs> like the performances between the three main characters mm-hmm. were really good. Um, the action was good, albeit a bit gratuitous in areas. I think I'm going to give this an eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't yeah. believe how high the scores are, despite the fact that we just pointed out 
problems for 40 minutes. But yeah. plot points and, and editing points and stuff, right? The, the narrative still, I think, worked well, pretty well. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to be very clear. The performances were great, and that's, yeah. that kept me involved in the story for the whole time. It's just, if I would, I would have loved this film much more if mm. I wasn't sick to my stomach from all of the gratuitous <laughs> violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were some things I wish they did slightly differently, but overall... I like the story. Okay. I, I, I give this a six and a half, unfortunately. Yikes. I am not a big fan of the movie. Uh, I, I didn't feel like anything really me- was m- like memorable moments. Did not get too many of those, I felt. Uh, I didn't feel like any revelatory character. Like, even though this is a big, epic conclusion for this character, several characters in the X-Men universe, beloved characters in our mm-hmm. pop culture... I didn't feel like I was getting a definitive closing chapter to to such a important character mm. and I didn't I didn't feel like this was a satisfying end. I didn't feel like so, I, 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 this feels like I think what it is 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 it's an alternate they've even admitted so it's an alternate history it's an alternative future well, in the x-men. x-men has so many that it, you could just say it's one of many right that's how they get around God damn all it. The... no uh, seven and a half <laughs> i just pulled just people off it. the fuck oh my god i think i gave it an extra half for deadpool's little teaser at the start which is better than extra Logan. <laughs> um i think your dissatisfaction is is funny because it it like was sort of mimicked by someone in in my audience um i had a rather vocal movie watcher sitting beside me he was by himself yeah i did too someone laughed the whole way through mine this guy was talking like to to i i mean maybe me i i don't know he He wasn't ferret he was by himself (laughs) um talking to no one in particular and just really enjoying the movie like really really liking it and then so there's no stinger with this and i think part of that is because it is that concluding Mm -hmm, chapter right Um, and it, you want to maintain that emotional gravity, uh, which might be undermined if there was some other like yeah material. And so, but everybody waits, right? Everybody in the theater waits. Yeah. And this guy beside me, as soon as the final credit goes and the and all the lights come up, he jumps out of his seat and he's the first one walking across the uh, the aisle. That sort of not the aisle, but the the old front the that exit path, way, yep. right? That everyone can see you. And he looks up and he just says, oh, look at everybody waiting for fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, we did. Aren't you the one who normally boots up the... uh, I I was sitting beside him trying to find online if there's a a stinger. There's a website called Is There a Stinger? After the credits.com. I I I already heard that there was not. Yeah. 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 Um, But uh, yeah, just my funny little anecdote. He was... And his other comment was, uh, as the credits started, uh, he said, finally, after four fucking movies, they got it right. Oh, my God. And I was like, I think oh. that's how a lot of people are taking it. Yeah. Four. This is the fourth Wolverine movie? No, it's the third. Those are his words, folks. Come on, bud. The third Wolverine, but maybe he's only seen four X-Men movies. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> he's in, is he in all the X-Men movies? Yeah. yeah, that was one of the questions <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in the game in the, pl- the right. like time time play thing. He had a cameo. Uh, how many times has he yeah. in first class? He's yeah. been he in like nine. Right. He's played Wolverine like nine times. Yeah, uh, 
that's our review of Logan, everybody. Uh, if you see it and you agree or disagree with our takes, please email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know if you thought that the self-driving transport trucks were logistically... You mean murder machines? Those are so fucking cool. They were those, dangerous. That yeah. was really They drove them off designed. the fucking road with that. The and whole... then didn't slow down at all when there was... Very obviously I thought we were going to get a cool like Matrix action sequence. I'm surprised. Featuring cool trucks along the highway on robot trucks. And, and Will Logan saving oh. everybody from the trucks. I was surprised oh. that that family and any of their horses made it out of there. Yeah, right. the, the, the audience in my theater was very on edge with these robo trucks. I don't know about yours. Yeah. yeah. They were only there for a few minutes. But They're so, oblivious. So, so this just... bugs the fuck out of me. <laughs> because there's already this debate going on in the real world about robotic cars and driving and mm -hmm. should should we allow it to go full on there's yeah people we totally that, they're, should they're, they will not look like those trucks well no no that's <laughs> what i mean like i am a proponent for that because i think it's way safer but all of a sudden this big blockbuster movie just gives a shit like this to add fuel to the fire for the detractors that are like look at this look they almost <laughs> ran over the fucking horses that's what's <laughs> going to happen <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what happened to Logan. <sighs> Google, it's 2017, and Google already has better cars than the trucks in Wolverine <laughs> has in 2029. I, I, I love it, man. I, I love the idea of just these robots never having to pull over for to get a 20-pack of Timbits. How do they drive through a city? Yeah, it's crazy. Just like, <laughs> just honk the horn, just keep driving. Uh, next week, we are going to Skull Island, y'all. To check out some sort of giant simian. There's a giant simian living on this island. How how you could just not see him wandering around? Like how would a giant ape hide on this island? I cannot wait. Well, no one lives there. to see Captain Marvel and Loki go toe to toe oh, with yeah. a giant monkey. Isn't Samuel Sammy Sammy J in this? Thing? Mm -hmm. You got John oh, and Nick Fury's in it too. Yeah, this thing looks awesome. The reviews for it are kind of scattered. I'm seeing some like nines out of ten, some six out of tens. Hmm. Hmm. Almost like our review of this. Yeah. Oh shit! And uh, dude, uh, dude, yeah, John C. Riley. Oh yeah, he's from Land of the Lost. Looks like this is kind of a well, no, he, 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 was, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just, I'm running through my head how many of these characters are <laughs> in the Marvel. Marvel universe? I know it's crazy. <laughs> Isn't everybody in the Marvel universe now? Um, guys, where can we find y'all on the internet? Well, uh, you could find uh, me at Jared underscore Sergeant. Right on Sergeant on Twitter. You can find me at Scott Wilson BC. Graham, you're not on the internet. I'm still not on Twitter. I am on the internet, so I, I'm from the 90s. Um, Just Facebook can, that yeah, shit, right? Graham, I, I meant, didn't mention it last time. I do have a last name, too. It's Graham Cheadle, as in Don Cheadle, as in awesome. Rhodes, as in War Machine. Yeah. Sheedle. Sheedle, as I say. Yeah. Uh, and what do we got? Michael R. Lind over there. Uh, Twitter, and then just M. Lind on Letterboxd. Oh, he's on there, guys. Red's coming soon. We'll this whole family, we're going to start commenting on each other. I am conscientious, and I usually do my homework, so fuck. If you need to know, if you need to track your movies, when did you watch this? What do you want to watch? There's a lot more shit out there than just what's on Netflix, okay? But besides Letterboxd, people, you should be checking out our new Patreon. Feels good. Yeah. Become a hydrogen level subscriber for $1 per month. Become helium or lithium. One, two, or three dollars. Uh, we may or may not have some cool gifts. Some bonus content? If we got audio commentaries, uh, Dungeons and Dragons episodes, t-shirts, 
winter hats, aka beanies, aka toques. If you're from Eastern Canada, who calls them winter hats? <clears throat> I just hate the word toque, and I don't. American? You hate toque? Why? I hate toque. That's very un-Canadian and of you. Be- and beanie. I'm is... wearing a toque as we speak. Yeah, what's listeners. wrong with toque? Beanie's the American term. I don't really like that one either. Yeah, so I feel I'm that's inaccurate because a, a beanie hat, is something yeah. else. But I'm ho- we're hopefully getting some vertical viewing toques, beanies. Because winter hats, super easy to ship, really light. Uh, that's a possibility that I'm working with. I wouldn't mind one of those. Yeah, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Vertical Viewing. Uh, hit us up. You can also uh, donate to our podcast on VerticalViewing.com. We've secured that URL permanently. I mean, if you want to fuck around and give us a million dollars, we'd probably sell it, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? I'm pr- pretty quick. Easily. <laughs> uh, yeah, verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button. Help us keep the lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, sticking the key lime pie right in your ear. I'm glad we have integrity. Then you pay for the cleanup costs, too. It's really the, important. The, it, like <clears throat> Dog rentals these days. Licking your ear. It's Wet good. wipes. It's good. Not cheap. Uh, oh no now oh no that's i don't want to imagine that uh, you can find uh, our show we are on itunes leave us a five-star review leave us what's going on what's the food review this week do we even remember at this point uh it was uh eggs what? benny yeah yes no. it was i was think we, i think we moved on from eggs benny to what i don't think we decided on <laughs> anything other than eggs benny uh you can find us on google play music you can find us on stitcher uh any final thoughts, guys? No? Um, yeah. What are you doing for us, Red? What do you got? You got anything cooked <sighs> up here? While you think, once again, these goons are the worst <laughs> at their job in Logan that I've ever... What? what tranquilizer guns? Yeah, sucks. Like, they have access to so much technology, and they walk up to put handcuffs mm-hmm. on someone like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's really... There's a lot of holes. Um, I have a final thought. What is it, listeners? Scott, fellow verticalers. <laughs> um, you know when this when this movie finished, and and uh, Graham, you mentioned the line "Daddy," and it got dusty in a lot of theaters. I believe that a single tear spoke oh, wh- out of my eye. Which direction would it have? And it and it moved in a vertical direction. <sighs> So, ladies and gentlemen, be like the tear. <laughs> Keep it vertical. 